Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hello and welcome to the Psych Legal Pop Podcast. This is a podcast where two sisters talk about popular culture through the lens of an attorney and a therapist. I'm Brooke Brigham. I'm the attorney. And I'm Tess Brigham. I'm the therapist. And we're here today on our journey of talking about And Just Like That, (laughs) season two. It has been a journey. It is. And you know, this is episode six. I've already forgotten the name. What bomb is, Cyclone. Oh, Bomb Cyclone. That's right. How could I and forget? And boy, has it been a bomb. Yeah, I and have to say, I thoroughly enjoyed this episode. Really? I really did. Wow. The, I liked all of it. I mean, there were wow. there were things on it that annoyed me. You know, of course, you know, I'm always annoyed by certain people on here. But I just thought it was a good episode. I mean, a lot happened. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I liked the stories. And so... It's getting better. Really? Well, I, as I said last week, I decided to let go, to stop trying to make it more than it is. I decided, and since I've decided to let things go, and um, I have been enjoying the show more (laughs) since I decided to let lots of things go. And um, yeah, it felt like a lot. I... Enjoyed the show. I, I've read some things that people have written. I think in Vulture, the reviewer talked about how the how the show felt like it went in a lot of different directions, um, which I understand. Um, and I think my one criticism would be that I am still frustrated by the fact that there are a lot of characters that they are not utilizing and it's more of frustrated that they have so many great actors yeah but they just don't have the time and they just don't have time to use them and it's so it's a 45 minute episode and it's it's just just too it's too many and they they know that they have to focus on the core yes carrie miranda and charlotte and there just isn't room for three, four more yes. um, storylines. And 
And I, it's just, I think that part is, I mean, and I understand that and I get it. And I just feel, I just feel more as the SAG after strike is about, is happening and all of these things. And you see this in the news. I think it's just frustrating. I, I just feel for SEMA and Naya and LTW, even though the LTW had a little bit more going on this week, I just feel for them and, and Mario Cantone. I just feel for all of them that they don't have enough to do because they're all great mm-hmm. actors. That's all. So yeah. Well, okay, so... So let's get started. Let's get started. Let's start with Carrie, since she opens up the um, the episode. And I have to say, Carrie, I just am noticing she's just so kind of dour and dull. Yes. Like, is mm-hmm. this because... Is this still that she's in grief, or is this just how she is now? She just has no <sighs> sparkle in her at all. I mean, she, good, that is a very good. Yeah, she went yeah, from true. being this, you know, real perky, enthusiastic character. And now she's just like she's like Eeyore, you know, she's like, dun, 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 dun. you know, I, every scene. She's just kind of low key. She's just sort of there. I don't know. I just noticed it so much. This well, episode. Yeah, it was interesting because you could tell from this just this opening scene that we're at, right where she's working very hard. She's she is really right. She's got the light behind her. She's trying to figure out how to look best on camera. She's mm-hmm. getting on this Zoom for her virtual An interview for book her book tour, yeah. right? And it, it I, I don't I don't know. That's a good question because the old Carrie was the one who was just sort of like right running off messing up her hair and then dashing out the door, you know, ready to take on life. And this one is spending all this time, like, how do I look? Yeah, well, it's just her affect and her mood to me, just in every scene, she just seems so low energy. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, she's, she's trying to do this Zoom interview and the woman who's interviewing her hasn't even read her book, doesn't even know what it's about. And so she reverts to asking her what color lip sticks or you know she's into this season and then the computer the laptop comes tumbling down off of this stack of books and boxes that she's put it on and that ends the interview and she's like thank god (laughs) well i was just kind of wondering if this was like the writer's commentary about how this is what what being a writer has become right like you write this very you know you write this deep somber book where you pour, pour your heart out and then it what you have to do to sell it is, yeah. is have to deal with some flighty These, person that yeah, hasn't they, even you read ha- your book yeah you have to deal with some influencer who is not even her demographic yeah or i don't even know why she's speaking to this woman this is uh, she finally gets her target audience yeah. when she goes to WidowCon, which we'll get to later but um so then the next scene, Miranda is, you know, she's sleeping at Naya's house and, you know, the studio and she wakes up and, or no, we're supposed to be going yeah. character by character. Okay. Let's stick with Carrie. So Carrie, um, what is, okay. So the next thing we see Carrie do is she goes to the Apple store with Seema and she, cause she has to replace this computer that's now broken. And uh, Seema asks if she wants to get a Hamptons rental. For, mm-hmm. It's still winter now, but for the summer. And Carrie says yes. And and this is the part that's so frustrating. This is all Seema has to do this entire episode. Are we not going to see Seema date? We're not going to well, see Seema date? we just saw her date. with I the know, penis bump I know, guy we last saw penis That was a pretty good, that uh, was a, that was a yeah, main I know. story I of that know. episode. Okay. 
So you got to be right, patient. All right. Patient. Okay. Okay. So then um, Carrie is, she goes to see her publicist <laughs> yes. or whoever that woman is. And <laughs> no, then her editor. Editor. Yes. Okay. So then in comes Rachel Drash. Oh my God. This was hands down. <laughs> I don't know why Rachel Dratch doesn't work more. This was she's the funny. best. She's funny. Yeah. Yeah. She's formerly known as Karen, but she changed her name to Carrie because it's not a good time for white women named Karen. I know. My sister-in-law is named Karen. And I, <laughs> I feel so asking, bad. I know. I know. I feel terrible, terrible for her. But yet we keep asking her. I'm like, how do you feel about being Karen right now? She doesn't seem to mind. <laughs> But yeah, she she changes her name to Carrie. And apparently they were writing partners back in the early 90s. Mm-hmm. But the whole thing, the way Carrie, the Carrie Bradshaw responds to it is so weird. Yeah. I thought that was such a bizarre choice of like, does she remember? Does she not remember? Yeah, was she so tell. drunk and high in the early 90s? Does she not yeah. remember that she she was you know, in this, or did Rachel Dratch kind of make this whole thing up in her mind? Well, that's part of what I'm talking about. Carrie is just so weird now. Yeah, yeah. She had a very weird reaction to it, and very awkward. Yeah, like she Carrie Bradshaw kind of sort of remembers, but maybe not. Yeah. But um, the Karen, we'll call her Karen. Karen has this whole memory in her mind that the two mm-hmm. of them were apparently writing lot, partners, writing, writing <laughs> partners and a lot closer yeah. than Carrie really thought they were. And that the two of them had, you know, worked on this apparently amazing script that was supposed to, I guess, launch them into a whole new realm in their career. And in and Karen's mind, it was um, that Carrie flaked on them, and that's Ruins why, the and ruined their yeah. careers, and ruined both of their lives. Yeah, and Carrie seems to have no recollection of yeah. any of this. And, it's um, just bizarre. And I guess another reason why, uh, I guess that adds to the list of um, why Carrie Bradshaw is the worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's, again, very self-centered. Yes. So... They actually have the perfect opportunity for Carrie to sell her book. Yes, yes, of course. This thing called, well, they're calling it WidowCon. It's actually the Life After Death Widow Storytelling Event, (laughs) which is a a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, I think, is it Rachel Dratch who calls it a concert for sad people? (laughs) (laughs) Or maybe it was the, the publisher. I don't know. Editor. But, um... Yeah, so this sets this whole thing up for Carrie to um, to go to WidowCon. And be the keynote yeah, speaker. Yeah, she's the keynote speaker. And so she calls Che to go with her because she says, you're so fearless. And uh, Che's not feeling very fearless no. or very good about themselves. Yes. Um, and we'll get into that when yeah. we talk about the Miranda section because Che is really struggling. And in the midst of all of this, there is um, uh, Naya has Miranda and Carrie and Charlotte over to her place in Brooklyn for paella. And the subject of exes comes up Mm -hmm. and Carrie talks about Aiden Mm -hmm. and um, Carrie decides to draft an email to him. And we all know Aiden's coming back. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, later that night, doesn't she go home and and draft an email email. to him? 
And so we see that. Now, I thought we see this other scene, too, with Seema and Seema showing um, uh these beautiful homes of course they're both very wealthy so of course they're going to get a beautiful home in the hamptons Mm -hmm. so i thought that sema was going to accidentally send the email Mm. i thought that was what was going to happen well and also carrie knew everything about aiden yes which means that she's been googling Mm -hmm. him she's been following him she knows he's divorced and he has two kids where he lives and all this Mm -hmm. kind of stuff and it's like oh well that's interesting yeah so I don't know how long ago she did her Google search. Yes. But, um, yeah, I guess I think that he's he's on her mind. Yes. And then also at that dinner party, there's some uh, foreshadowing with, um, you know, Miranda's always complaining about, you know, this going, her life's all in disarray and going back and forth. And she's like, I'm just waiting for Steve to get a place, mm-hmm. but I feel like I can't bring it up. And Carrie basically breaks it down to her and says, um, he's not going to bring it up. Yeah. Like, you're going to have to be the one to push it. And she tells her that last season, Steve had made that comment to her that he would never take off his wedding ring. Mm-hmm. And he was never going to, you know, he was yeah. always going to Which I thought her. was weird last season. I thought that was so odd that he said, said that last season. Yeah, well, Steve's treatment overall last season was not it's terrible. Good. Yeah, this, this and this season's this, weird too. This, well, but this episode is a little bit of a redemption uh-huh. episode yeah, for him, I mm-hmm. thought. Um, so anyway, just trying to like close all these loops here. So like, fast forward to the day of WidowCon. The bomb cyclone has hit. <laughs> <laughs> now we're out here in California, so I guess apparently these bomb cyclones are real things. That apparently yeah. on the East Coast they keep having these bomb cyclones well, it's, because it's, of global warming. Well, yeah, climate change has now produced these winter storms mm-hmm. that are you know, they're called bomb cyclones. They're horrendous. Yeah. And you saw how, uh, and actually the in the writer's room podcast, they were saying some of those scenes of them walking out in the snow, mm-hmm. some of them were real. Oh, really? Some of them were done in a studio, mm-hmm. but um, some of them were real. I think they enhanced them with maybe some snow mm-hmm. blowing machines or something. Mm-hmm. But I think when Charlotte goes to the drugstore, like that was on the streets of New York and Mm-hmm. Anyway, I thought it was interesting. It was visually interesting. Yes, it was. Because it looked like a winter wonderland and there's like nobody else yes. on the streets. Yeah. And Che calls Carrie and says, we're not going to this thing, right? <laughs> <laughs> because if you looked outside and Carrie's like, no, no, I have to go. And, you know, so she puts on this big, huge, puffy coat. Yes. Well, I guess apparently... Two, it's two pieces. It's it's. I didn't write down the name of the designer, but apparently oh, it's this over it's the top Montclair or some, something like that. Mont something. Yeah, but I didn't. I'm not. But it, I mean it. And and that's been one of my complaints is I feel like the fashions haven't been. You know, it used to be right. Watching Sex in the City, it used to be like, oh my god, what yeah. is she going to wear? What's it going to be? And this was that was a moment. Uh, that was a moment yeah. for sure. And I mean, just to watch her walking down the in the snowy winter wonderland. Yeah, I appreciated that for sure. Yeah, that was amazing. I enjoyed that scene. And but but of course, you know, the snow is coming down and it's in her hair, but yet. 
when she gets to WidowCon, her hair is all freshly <laughs> curled. Yes. Suddenly, she looks great. Yeah, um, yeah. So Che is there, dressed like a lumberjack. Yes. <laughs> and they are looking at all of the, uh, you know, vibrators for widows. <laughs> So what they thought was going to be a sad little, you know, all these women crying tears and sad and, you know, this depressing little thing is just, you know, everyone's laughing and there's vibrators and T-shirts and they're shocked. They're shocked by how joyous and happy these women are. Yeah. And there's a woman up on stage who's basically doing a comedy. Yeah, she's doing a tight 10 for these women. About uh, widow jokes and um, you know, so Carrie's like, oh God, what am I going to (laughs) do? Because sad Carrie with her sad book is up next. Yeah, And she has to follow this lady. So of course she goes to Che wanting Che to write a joke. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Which Che did. Yeah, but unfortunately the woman, the uh, funny Don Rickles woman, uh, you know, came up with a better joke yeah. and did it for her. Yeah. So Carrie tried and then, but that's not who Carrie is. And so Carrie starts getting into the book. And so Carrie obviously wins the crowd over mm-hmm. and they're in tears and they think it's great. And of course, the moral of it is, is that yes, in widowhood, you know, there's room for everything there's room for laughter and there's room for tears and there's room for a vibrator too (laughs) so that that widowhood is about many things it's not just about one thing and che has a big aha moment too that che gets some perspective as well because che learns that you know, it's time. It's, it's their about, life isn't over. Their life isn't because over, they didn't Che. Get the pilot. Just because you didn't get the pilot. Yeah. Maybe sometimes in life, Che, that maybe that when things don't work out for you, sometimes it's the best thing for yeah, you. another door opens. Yes. Yeah. When a door closes, a window opens, <laughs> Che. Yeah. God. Well, and I also thought that it was clear, again, some foreshadowing here, that they're trying to get this Carrie-Che relationship Oh, back on back track. Back on track because now, you know, Che and Miranda are broken up and mm-hmm. they're, Che's not going anywhere. Yeah. Che's going to remain on the show. So this friendship mm-hmm. between Carrie and Che has to start to develop. Well, are you, I can't remember. You're the one that wants Che out of the picture, right? Well, I did. I'm going to give I was Che just, another chance. I was just going to say because Michael Patrick King loves Che. No, and Che's not going anywhere. Character's not going anywhere. You, I've accepted that. Okay. I've accepted that. And, and, and I think that Che, I, I'm curious to see what happens with Che mm-hmm. when Che isn't with Miranda. Yeah, I just didn't like them together. Yeah. And also, I, I would like to see Che non-jokey, schlocky, right. vulnerable, vulnerable Che. Like, yeah. let's just see Che the person and and Che being Che. And yeah. and if we could get Che away from that stupid podcast, X, Y, and Me. Oh, that's done. Remember? They yes, clo- I know. The, they closed uh, down. I know. Yeah. I know. Well, no, the podcast company's gone because <laughs> Carrie it. wouldn't read about her dry vagina. <laughs> so <laughs> not even her dry vagina, just anybody's. anybody's you know? dry vagina. <laughs> so she just dry- Carrie brought down a podcast she company. bankrupted <laughs> podcast, podcast company. company. So, um, so, you know, yeah. that's that's the problem. Yeah. All right. More so that's to come. Carrie. More to come. That's too. Carrie. And then in the end, Carrie decides to send the yes. um the the, the message Aiden to Aiden. Email. And I have to 
say, I was always pro Aiden. I never liked Big. I always thought Big treated her like crap. And I never, I always felt like the Big stuff was always, you know, the fact that she always ended up with Big after everything. I I was with Susan Sharon there at the funeral. Like, he put her through such crap. And yeah, but see, Aiden's the nice guy. I know. And, you know, some women, myself included, you know, just want to chase after the bad boys who don't really want us. <laughs> and I married just... the nice guy and I like I like Aiden. <laughs> like, and that's I like Aiden, too. There's nothing wrong. With I'm just telling you that's why Carrie Carrie didn't choose him. She chose big. I like Aiden. And but I you know, I don't think obviously I and how many I heard somewhere that he's only in a couple episodes or one. I hope he's in more than one episode. Well, I don't think that, like, Carrie and Aiden are going to get oh, back no, no, together. Oh, no, no, I don't think they're going to get back together. But yeah. I hope he's in more than one episode. I hope this, probably this two hype... It's probably two episodes. Yeah, okay. I hope yeah. this hype isn't just one episode. Okay. Okay. Who so who we are we... Next? Should we get into Miranda and her sad life? Or should right. we wait till the end? Let's do that at the end. Okay. Let's, may, let's like... Do you want to do condoms or LTW? Um, let's do Lily losing her virginity. Well, we don't even know if she did. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah. she's trying to. Okay. So Charlotte. So I really enjoyed this storyline. Oh, really? I Because there was some controversy, apparently. Like, people... I heard that people are really on the fence about this. Oh, I thought it was very realistic. Um, I thought it was, like... I thought it was somewhat... I thought it was realistic in some ways, Um and I thought that closing shot of Charlotte looking yeah. up, I thought was, I thought really was very well done yeah. and really encapsulated, I think, I what parents yeah. feel. And I think that, um, I think it was a good debate. I think some people thought it was silly and dumb, but I think it was a, um, a really good debate about parents and sexuality and mm-hmm. kids and how much do you how much do you support and not support it yeah and charlotte even said you know my parents never talked to me about mm-hmm. sex it was always something and and we saw her entire character arc you know in the first in the sex in the city was yeah she was obviously raised she was very waspy you mm-hmm. know we don't talk about sex and you're bad if you have sex and um you know guys aren't going to want you if you have sex Mm -hmm. all those kind of shame-based things that's what she was raised with Mm -hmm. and so good for her she very clearly did not want to pass that on to her daughter Mm -hmm. you know and um she yeah she told lily you know my parents never talked to me and she was trying to be sex positive she's trying to be open Mm -hmm. and all that kind of stuff and you know Look, the the reality is teens have sex yes. and you can't stop it. Yes. And, um, you know, th- it was that moment where, you know, she's on the phone with Lily, Lily and Lily says, well, well um, whatever the boyfriend's name was. Blake or Bla- Blake. Blake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Blake just Googled about pulling out. We'll try that. <laughs> okay. Any mother would be like, oh, hell no. Yeah. I would have gone out in the snow. I'm, I'm yeah. not, I don't want my daughter getting pregnant. Yeah. I would have gone out in the snow, would have gotten the condoms, would have done the whole thing. Yes. I mean, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. I liked it. Yeah. I mean, and I think that, listen, you know, maybe some other parents might feel like, no, I wouldn't do that. Or no, that's not realistic. I mean, but I, I would have done it, too. Yeah. I would have done it, too. I mean... And listen, if if some some people might say that's not realistic to announce it, but some kids are like this. Some kids will announce it 
but or they might not necessarily listen. They might not necessarily announce it in, in that, in that way, way in the kitchen. In, in front the kitchen, of everybody. yes. Right. But they, you might know because they have this new partner, or boyfriend, girlfriend, yeah. whatever it is, and you might have some awareness of it. Um, and so you might be like, okay, you, you're with someone. I'm going to take you and get protection, or mm-hmm. I'm going to do this, or I'm going to do that. But you know, listen, there. One of the things that apparently, you know, when people have gone back and done research that apparently Charlotte's had like the most boyfriends or the Mm. most sex out of everybody. And um, so I don't. Yeah, I think she wanted to, you know, you cannot stop your kids from having sex. You cannot stop them from drinking Mm -hmm. or doing a lot of things. You can't stop them from doing that. So you've got to. You've got to educate them and you've got to help them and you've got to keep them safe. Yes. And that's the best thing that you can do. Yeah. And even though it was kind of a weird thing, if Lily and Charlotte had a good relationship, they they would either Charlotte would have figured it out and Mm -hmm. said something to her or Lily would have gone to her. Yeah. I mean, I think every mom, once their daughter has a boyfriend for any period of time, you know. Yes. You know it's going to happen if it's not already happening and you, you need to, like, protect your child. Yes. So, I I mean, that's the big thing is, is that, you you know, you what you want from your teenager is for them to feel safe enough with you so that they will tell you about the big things Mm -hmm. like that's the most important piece. And so you want them to feel comfortable to talk to you. And so as much as it might feel silly that Lily's telling, you know, making these big announcements, the fact that she feels comfortable enough with Charlotte to mm-hmm. tell her these things, that's a big deal. Well, and Harry, she said it in front of Harry. Yeah. Too. And while, while Harry did the kind of dad thing where he's like, oh, I don't want to hear about it. He didn't object, mm-hmm. you know, he accepted it mm-hmm. and he let Charlotte take the lead. And, mm-hmm. you know, he didn't, he didn't want to be involved. That's fine. Yeah. He doesn't need to say anything. But um, yeah. And Lily, they just need to make her a little less insufferable. Yes. Yeah. Her I mean, character is her, hard. Her character's taken a turn. You Ugh. know, she used to be this sweet. Uh, <laughs> well, <laughs> Lily has always been poor Lily. They've made her like, I mean, that's, of course, the joke, right? Is that Lily was the one that, you know, through Carrie. Oh, she took Carrie's cell phone, phone and cell put phone. it in her little kitty purse. You know, on the first, <laughs> so the big could call her. Yeah, big could Which is why I left Carrie at the altar in the first yes. one. She's That's the, why we're here. You know, Lily. Yes. <laughs> you know, Lily's the one with her recital, which is how big died. Yeah. So they couldn't go to the Hamptons. You know, I mean, li- Lily's to blame for everything. Poor Lily. <laughs> I mean, she, and you know, power of privilege that stupid song i mean lily's been insufferable from day one so, yeah and now she's got some like purple streaks in her hair uh, or something it's like oh yeah dear. well the other big thing is rocks ralph loren ad is out mm-hmm. big sunday new york times um so everyone calls charlotte to congratulate her it's a big deal so sunday morning because that's i think that's how the episode starts it's sunday morning mm-hmm. for everybody so it's a big deal yeah, so LTW and Herbert, they're mm-hmm. in bed with the kids looking at the ad. And, yes. Uh, and that's a good, we can transition yeah. right into LTW. Right into her, yeah. And the stupid thing happens where the daughter's jumping on the bed and yeah, that Herbert was in the weird. or something. Why, yeah, why, why, why was that necessary? Yeah, I didn't understand that. It was to really maybe weird. make a little joke, but they we then get to see that 
apparently they both have these work conflicts. They, she, um, LTW's big, her documentary is being honored. There's like a discussion at the, um, at MoMA. Mm. um, Yeah. A a talk about the documentary. About her documentary. um, And that's the same day as a political, like a political campaign event, campaign event for him. And um, so there's this debate, like whose whose events more important, mm-hmm. like who should be, you know, should who should be stopping by whose event? How should this be? And um, as and it, always, she sticks up for herself. Yes. Yes. Which is very good. <laughs> yeah. And, um, you know, I again, it's it's what are we building towards? I kept thinking like I kept thinking, like, what are we what are we building towards? I kept thinking, like, are we going to build towards him you know, freaking out about her not showing up for him. Yeah, like, like he wants where, where her, are we going He with wants this? her to be his campaign wife. Yes. Like by his side at every yes. event. What, and, what his mother expects yeah. of Or maybe it's that like something, something about her work might be seen as controversial and impacting mm. his campaign yeah. or something. Yes, yeah, yes, that's, that's a good, uh, yeah, that's, that's a good storyline. Something is going to come to a head with yeah. these competing careers. But, but that's think. what I thought. But then the day of the big event, of course, is the day of the snowstorm. Mm-hmm. And so her car gets canceled, but he, his person booked him a Tahoe. <laughs> and I love in the writer's room, they're all like, ooh, what's a Tahoe? <laughs> You know, a bunch of New Yorkers. I'm like, yeah. it's just a big It's truck. a big SUV. It's a big giant SUV yeah. truck. And um, so she, of course, is like, I can get there myself. And so she trots her way through the snow and gets there herself. And, um, and of course, you know, the big reveal is he then shows up to her event. And I was like, okay, this is not quite the way the storyline is mm-hmm. going. And I was like, Okay, where are we go again? Where are we going with this? Yeah, and it was so odd, and which is, it was a really beautiful moment. It was nice that he showed up for her, but again, I'm like, where, where, what, huh? Like, what is happening? Like, I don't understand. I think it's beautiful, but I'm like, I don't understand what's happening here with these people. Yeah, you know, I wonder. I again, maybe this is some foreshadowing. So before she goes out into the snow, she takes off a her wig which yes. i didn't realize that was a wig yeah neither did i um but sh- it's a wig and you see her <clears throat> she's got like a cap um mm-hmm. over her hair and then she puts this kind of turban on her head while she treks through the snow and then when she gets to the museum she goes mm-hmm. in the bathroom and puts her wig back on and gets ready and there's this scene with her and this older black woman kind of you know mm-hmm. giving each other a nod and um and i'm like you know is there like a hair storyline coming up? Because I, because I started hmm. thinking, what, what's under there? I want to see her hair, like her. What's, oh, you, do you, I mean, why else would they have her take her wig off? Oh, I think it was sort of this. It was like her armor. Like I'm going into battle. Like nothing's gonna stop me. I'm gonna take this, taking this mm. off. I'm gonna put on this armor. I'm gonna truck through the snow and. You know, exactly what she said about her father. If there's only one person in the audience, I'm putting on a show. Yeah. Like, nothing can nothing can hold me back. Huh. Well, now I'm curious about her hair. Oh. No, I didn't. I, I assume that was her hair. I didn't know it was a wig either. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. But, um, yeah, that was kind of odd. And one of the things, I know I'm not supposed to be listening to the podcast anymore, but... <laughs> 
one of the things they said in the writers room that that bothered me was they were saying like, oh yeah, now that we have these characters, we can really explore, you know, so much about their work. And we know so much about this documentary. I'm like, I know nothing about this documentary. Like, it's about three black women, uh, you know. They've all, uh, they, yeah, they haven't even yeah, named all of them. I, I know the, the one about the law yeah, professor, which the, I can't even remember the name now because I heard it once. <laughs> Who's the law professor? Well, the Motley, um, God, I'm totally bl- blanking on the name. Motley is one of the last names. Yeah, it's like, well, I don't know who the other two people are. Yeah, no, they haven't like, said if that. You're, if, no, I don't know anything. So that's the part, again, back to the same thing. So if we can talk really quickly before we get to the Miranda stuff about the dinner party. So we're still with the through line of Miranda's not drinking. Oh, yeah. So because they have to talk about how Miranda's drinking like this faux wine. Alcohol-free wine, yeah. I, I, (laughs) I don't know. It's just, it's so odd. It, it is. Because, so, you know, it, I'm sorry. If she really was an alcoholic, she would not have been able to just the yes. first quit the first time. I mean, yeah. I guess this does happen, but it's a very, 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 very few people where you just say, oh, my gosh, I'm drinking too much. I'm just never going to drink again. Mm-hmm. And everything they show her going yeah. to one AA meeting. Yes. This is just dumb. No, I just like to say I worked in drug and alcohol treatment for a long time. I've worked with a tremendous amount of addicts, usually for someone like Miranda, who's realizing like, oh, wow, I've been drinking a lot. Usually what happens is they just they go, OK, yeah, I've really got to curb this. Gotta I've got to change. I've got to moderate. I've got to change my relationship with alcohol. And they do end up still drinking. They just change the relationship with alcohol. They will still have a glass of wine. They just change it. They're not going to AA. They're not like completely cold turkey done with it mm-hmm. like that. If she truly had to stop, it would be so different. This mm-hmm. would be so it's so weird the way yeah. they're treating this drinking. It's like they're thing. trying to keep it alive to maybe use it later at some point. Mm-hmm. So they have to keep reminding us that oh yeah, see Miranda's be, an alcoholic. But I feel like it's the same thing. I feel like this is the same stuff they're doing with the with this other. This is the part that just bothers me. It's the same sort of like, see, we're we're being mindful about her alcoholism. <clears throat> see, see, see. It's like, no, you're not. You're not doing. You don't know what you're doing. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about Miranda. All right. All right. So she's I thought she was being. I don't know. Again, this is so weird. She's acting so weird. They've made her so weird. And Cynthia Nixon directed this. Yes, episode. She, she did this one. This, and this is the second again, one. Again, I like the episode, but you'd think she she herself would kind of yeah, like be tone like, it down. Is this really Miranda? Yeah. yeah. Where she wakes up in, in Naya's house. She doesn't know what time it is or what day it is. And she's got these heart pajamas on. Yeah. And Naya's like, you know, settle down. It's Saturday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, well, God, I got to get my coffee. And yeah. Then, yeah. I mean, she's just, she's weird. Yeah. So, yeah, she's living at Naya's and Naya's working on her divorce papers for mm-hmm. her own divorce. And I think that, of course, you know, hits Miranda in the face like, mm-hmm. oh, God, what am I doing? Right. What's going on with me? And then we see Miranda at Chase and they've just so they want to make sure that we know that they're still having sex. So they yeah. just had sex. Yeah. But Miranda wants to cuddle and Chase like, I'd rather not cuddle. So Miranda's like, OK, let's let's go to bed. <laughs> And then all of a sudden, <laughs> this, is so funny. this is so weird. All of a sudden, we hear Che go, 
Hey! <laughs> hey! I, I don't even know. Hey, it's Chadius. Hey, it's Chadius. Happy birthday, Kyle! <laughs> Have a great birthday. Yeah, which is a crappy cameo. Yes, that was only like two I, minutes. I'd I wouldn't be pissed if thirty dollars for I, that. Yeah, I would not. I'd be pissed if I paid any amount to get a five-second yes, cameo. Yes, you gotta say more than that. Yeah. Jeez. And is, is Che Diaz really that well known enough to be on Cameo? <laughs> I mean, does anybody You'd be outside surprised who, who's on Cameo? Does anyone outside of New York even know who should, who they well, are? Listen, Che Diaz is so famous that Che Diaz got a pilot. Oh, was that was that comedy concert thing? Was that a, supposed to be a Netflix yes! special? I mean, listen, if you've got a Netflix special, you're famous. All right. So, I mean, listen. I don't know how much people are paying for Che Diaz cameo. At least 40, 50 bucks. Oh, at least 50, 75, I would think. Yeah, Most so you've people... got to, you've got to, but, but 10, but like five seconds, that's annoying. That's not But enough. the other thing is, why don't you just leave the room? Like, y- yeah, you... it's, that's so unrealistic. Yeah, it was just weird. They, they would, <laughs> yeah, whatever. <laughs> and Miranda's like, what's happening? <laughs> But it's just so odd. You wouldn't tell the person next to you, like, hey, I'm going to talk. I mean, it was just, Che didn't, it's just so odd because Che wouldn't think that that would wake Miranda up. No, look, <laughs> Che never thinks about these details. No, they no. just insert whatever they need to insert to for, for Che to do yeah. what they need to do. So, of course, Miranda's like, what is happening here? And Miranda's like, okay, let me get this straight. So, and Miranda's hurt because it's like, I get depressed Che mm-hmm. I get you know all of this but you're giving Kyle you know <laughs> you and Che is like listen I need to make money I'm you know my pilot's not going I'm not going to the clubs and you bought an apartment that I told you not to buy Che <laughs> um and and so Miranda's pissed and so she leaves and Che is in a very very yeah. deep depression they feel like their career is over yes. and like a total loser yes yes which i i mean i understand it's understandable it's it's understandable but you know last time we saw everyone it was halloween we're now at we're now deep in the winter i mean we're kind of like this is this has been going on for a bit i can understand miranda's frustration because we're now two or three months into this and i'm not saying that i'm not saying that not your pilot not going you don't get to mourn and feel bad and process, but I do yeah. understand two, three months in that. Now you're depressed and that you should be seeking help. Well, yeah. And Miranda was fussing at her and saying, you know, kind of the same thing. You've been moping around doing nothing. You never leave the house. You need to leave the house kind of lecturing them uh-huh. like she would her teenager. Yeah. Um, and then Che makes a comment to Carrie when Carrie calls about the widow con and says, mommy said, I have to leave the house every day. So I guess I'll go with you. Yeah. So now then Carrie, I thought that was great. And Carrie pauses and says nothing. Yeah. Because she knows how Miranda can be. Yeah. Well, it's very telling. It was like, and just that pause. I was like, "Mm, yeah. Yeah. Because Miranda does the same thing to Steve. Yes. So, um, so finally, finally, you know, after this, after this um, uh, dinner party where Carrie tells, um, where Carrie tells Miranda about the conversation she had with Steve last season, 
um, about him never taking the ring off, which we're saying last season, which really happened earlier that year, um, about never taking his ring off, which I thought was, again, a very odd Steve thing. Like, again, the Steve that we saw last year was not the real Steve. was not the real steve no. it was like this old doddering guy that we all thought yeah, was very strange like a victim. Uh, yeah and um but not even again i don't think that i didn't see him last year as a victim i think they just aged him 90 years right. last year it was really odd yeah i'm glad that they no longer act like he's deaf yes and can't hear anything yes and so she's at home doing laundry and he comes home and um she says that uh, he. she's like, oh, where's Brady? Brady's working at Scout uh, at the bar. And um, so she finally talks to Steve and asks him, what's going on? You know, are you going to get an apartment? And he says, um, well, you know, guess what? I'm no. not moving out. <laughs> and she's like, well, wait a minute. You told me you are moving out. And she said, and he said, well, I lied. I'm not going to move out. And, um, and then they get in. And this is the part that I think just, didn't feel or rang true for me, which is he got into this whole thing about how, like, you, you know, I I found this place. You never wanted to move to Brooklyn. I, you know, I built this house. Mm-hmm. I did all the remodeling. I, you know, with my own bare hands. And, you know, yes, you never wanted Brady. Mm-hmm. You never wanted me. Mm-hmm. You never wanted this life. And the fact that she was silent through all of this, I feel like, I just don't feel like that was Miranda. Well, she did get in there that only she was on the mortgage or something like that. Yes. Which that's a shitty thing to say. And very, yes. very Miranda. Yes. And they were both saying shitty things to each other mm-hmm. and saying things that I believe that, you know, when you get down to the nitty gritty of divorce and where you're at, people start saying those really hurtful, awful things to each other. But I just I feel like Miranda would have hit harder. I feel like Miranda would have been meaner. And I think that I don't know. I just think that she would have fought harder. I just feel like she's just. But what she did, I don't think she I think she knows deep down she doesn't have a leg to stand on because all that stuff that Steve said was true. Yeah. Number one. And number two, you remember back in the in the Sex and the City movie where Steve had a one night stand with somebody. Okay, and she left him. You know, he had to beg and grovel and everything for them to get back together. Miranda started an affair, a physical, Mm -hmm. and she fell in love with somebody else and was having sex with somebody else um, without Steve's knowledge. Mm -hmm. And then just a couple months later, whenever, you know, she springs it on him that she's leaving him and moving to L.A. She did something so, so, so shitty. Mm Mm-hmm. What can she say? This is the best she can come up with. Well, I'm on the mortgage is in my name. Oh, that's nice. You know how much this house is appreciated? You know, you know because of Steve <laughs> and you know there's community property laws and you know fuck you Miranda with your fucking mortgage comment. <laughs> I am team Steve on this one. This is Steve's redemption episode and Miranda is an asshole. She has been an asshole to Steve their entire relationship. Yes, I'm not. I am not disagreeing with you 
that she has always been rough with Steve mm-hmm. and that really, truly, she has never loved Steve as much as Steve has loved her. And he has loved the shit out of her. And yes. he's done so much. For yes, her. absolutely. I mean, she doesn't really deserve it. And that she and that probably if it wasn't for Brady, that most likely she would not have been with him, that most likely that um, that's what has tied the two of them together. I am I am absolutely with you with all of these things. I just feel like, again, I'm not supposed to talk about Michael Patrick King. <laughs> just very quickly, very quickly, <laughs> very quickly, please. I just, I just feel like it, this all kind of comes back to Che. And I feel like what's happening now is that, oh, it's so hard for me to explain, but it's just a little bit like, I feel like people, I feel like what they're doing now to Steve is, it's like, Okay, people were so th- this belief that people were so mad at Che because that the belief is people don't like Che because Che broke up the Miranda Steve relationship. So now this season we have to make people like you know um, Miranda and um, Che again. We need to make these people like them again. So that now we need to make people not hate uh, us for breaking them up. So we need to get Steve to look good again. I don't know. It's hard for me to explain. It's just that Che did not break up. No, I know. Because do you remember what happened was Miranda um, Chase tried. Okay. Che assumed that Miranda and Steve were in an open relationship. And then when she found out that they weren't, then she broke up with Miranda, you know, yes, before they, I know. they went to L.A. And so then Miranda just broke up with Steve so she could be with with Che. No, I understand that. I'm I'm, I'm sort of talking. It's hard for me to explain. And it's not it's it's so utterly pointless. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm talking about like these different levels of what what the writers think versus what the audience mm. thinks. And it's really not very important and I don't care anymore. Okay. So it's fine. Well, then Miranda has the audacity. Okay. So after Steve says all these things, Miranda starts crying and she's putting on her coat, like she's going to leave. And he says, Oh no, 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 I'm sorry. And convinces her to stay because she's so upset. And then the next scene, they're lying in their bed, you know, spooning with each other. And then Miranda has the audacity to get upset because she sees a condom wrapper, mm-hmm. a Magnum condom, too, <laughs> I believe, uh-huh. on the nightstand. And she blows a gasket and she's like, you've been fucking someone in our bed. And it's just like, what the again, Miranda, what the fuck? Fuck you. You you were fucking Che before, you know, you cheated well, yeah. on him. Because she's, you know what? The thing is, is that she's pissed. You know why she's pissed? She's pissed because she's been tiptoeing around him for all this time thinking that he's this victim. And she's like, oh, man, he's not a victim. He's yeah. been living his life. He's right. been He's moved he's, on. He's moved on. He's been moved on this whole time. And I had no idea he's moved on this whole time. Like, I've been tiptoeing around here and I I shouldn't have. And and I've been, you know, atoning. And he's 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 like, no, I'm not a victim. Yeah. So she leaves, Mm -hmm. goes back to Chase thinking she's going to get some (laughs) sympathy, some, you know, understanding or whatever. And, you know. Within two, not even two minutes yes, of her walking yes. through the door, 
Shay breaks up with her. Yes. Which is what we've all been waiting for. Yes, yes. But, and we all knew was coming. But, you know, again, and then they're, and then they're spooning on the bed. And then I forget what they, what, uh, yeah, what they I even said to each other. I don't think other. they said anything to each other. I guess I'm just so, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say anymore. I'm so, per- I guess I'm just so perplexed by Miranda. I think that's yeah. what it is. I don't understand Miranda. I feel like Steve is, I think that the writers are bringing the re- the, the Steve that we know and love back. Because Steve, the, the original Steve that we all saw was this funny, cute, sweet goofy, you know, charming bartender Mm -hmm. that wasn't terribly, you know, complicated, Mm -hmm. you know, but nice guy. Mm -hmm. And, um, but Miranda was someone who was like, you know, straightforward, tough, you know, could judge people very quickly, you know, all of those things. But this person that we're seeing now, I don't know who she is. Well, I, I'm really, I'm really confused by her. I wrote them here. I have some mm. notes here about this because there's this, there's this therapist on TikTok. I think yeah. I've sent you some of her videos. She talks about, I'm okay. sorry, I don't have her name, but she talks about. Maybe she can explain yeah. Miranda to me because I am perplexed. She talks about uh, sex in the city. Where does this start? Okay. So she um, says that Miranda um, only wants to be in relationships where the power dynamic is in her favor. Mm. And she notes, you know, remember Skipper? Yes. Who's yes. basically like the light version of Steve. Yeah. You know, and, and I always thought that was a weird relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we have Steve, of course. And and then she said when she dates someone on her level, she's a neurotic, needy mess. And then she uh, referenced Dr. Robert Leeds, mm. Blair Underwood, yes, you know, yes. who's this handsome, successful, yes, intelligent yes. guy. She lost her mind with that guy. You yeah. know what I mean? And she went back to Steve. Yes, she it did. It propelled her to get back together with Steve. Mm-hmm. And... Um, then she goes on to say, when Che was doing the pilot and getting all this attention, Miranda was a shell of herself, you know, out on the beach, you know, losing her phone and, you know, just the way she was flittering around mm-hmm. um, in L.A. But then when Che's pilot didn't go, Miranda started feeling more confident in herself because she likes to be around train wrecks. It makes her feel good about herself. And then she said, why would a Harvard educated lawyer hang around with Carrie? <laughs> you're right yeah why why that is a very good point yeah. i like this person i gotta start yeah. following her yeah i'll get I'll, I'll look it up uh that's actually i never noticed that before because yeah. i always thought the skipper relationship was so weird mm-hmm. always like why is she into her i mean into him like i never understood why miranda was into skipper yeah i just thought he was such a doofus because she could treat him like shit yeah and just come and go in and out of his life and he would never complain. He would mm-hmm. never say no to her. Same with Steve. Mm-hmm. But, you know, times have changed. It's been, you know, 30 years or 25, yeah. however long they've been together. <clears throat> and Steve is grown up. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he's been through a lot of shit. Yeah. And he has a lot, you know, he's he's contributed a lot to this relationship and to everything. And for her to just be just so cavalierly you know, treat him that way and run off with Che, that's a bridge too far. Mm-hmm. I don't think they'll ever get back together. Yeah. No. 
I don't think so. Yeah. So is Miranda still a lesbian now or what's happening? Yeah, I don't know. That's a good question. That's a very good question. Because I thought I saw in a scene for the next episode, it went by. The, I hate their previews. They go by so fast. Mm-hmm. You can't tell what's happening. But I thought I saw uh, Miranda, like, all dressed up, and she was looking into a room, like, looking kind of lovingly at another woman. So, mm. I don't know. I couldn't tell. It went by so fast. But, I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. Well, technically, you know, Che is non-binary. So... Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know what Miranda's sexual orientation is. So we shall see. We shall see. We shall see. We shall see. Well, I'm feeling better about Miranda now. Now that I've gotten some clarity, some context. I have some yeah. clarity. I, I still, yeah. I'm well, feeling better about Steve. Well, we're, are we not going to see Steve anymore, though? I like Steve. No, I think we will. Yeah. He's, I think the other thing about these Steve scenes that bothered me was that I feel like we haven't really seen that much of Steve. Besides the boxing and the therapy scene, yeah. we haven't seen a lot of Steve. So it's a little bit of like... We don't know where he's at. We don't know where... So all of a sudden, this sort of outburst and these scenes mm-hmm. between them, it would have been a lot better if... It, it would have been better if they could have... If we could have seen some... like. All the way through, what are we on? Episode six, six, right? Like, if we could have seen, like, you know, since she was back in New York, like, snippets of scenes of them, like, talking and grousing and, like, that's a more realistic thing. And then, mm-hmm. boom, a big blow up. Mm-hmm. You know, that would have been realistic so that we could know, oh, this is what's going on. Or, like, scenes of him flirting with this woman at the store. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. oh, now we know. Oh, you know, just that one scene of him from last year with Carrie and the boxing and him lying to the therapist. It was like, and then this, it's well, like, again, not en- too many characters, not enough time. Yep, there we go. I don't know. All right. All right. Well, let's wrap this sucker up. Yes. Uh, things are looking up in yes. this uh, show. Yes. So yes, yes. thank you so much for joining us. Um, if you like our podcast, we would appreciate it if you would subscribe and give us a five-star rating and review. You can find us on uh, social media, on Instagram and TikTok at Psych Legal Pop. We also have our Sister Wives podcast or episodes that we do on it's come out on tuesday tuesday and right now we are doing a rewind we are on season four i think we're up to episode seven or seven seven eight something and of course the new season of sister wives is starting in just one month and of course we will be covering that yes so if you like sister wives join us on tuesdays and subscribe so you can get those episodes And uh, we will see you soon. Yes. All right. See you soon. Bye. Bye. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com